What is the proper airport attire? Also, Joe Biden says you always know which parts of the country have the best basketball. What does he mean by that? What was I like in high school? Are aliens real? What about dinosaurs? I'm not so sure. Today we have a special episode of Relatable with Allie and Friends that is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Allie. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Allie. All right, guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Wednesday. Today, we've got a different show for you, different than we've ever done before. There is a crew beyond yonder on the other side of this camera that is going to come on the show, and they are going to give their takes on a whole slew of topics. Most of them don't have to do with politics. We're just going to have fun on this episode. The reason that we're doing this, it's totally spontaneous, is because we were going to interview a guest, Kirk Cameron, whom you know. I've had him on before, but unfortunately, we had some tech issues. We weren't able to interview him about his upcoming movie on adoption, We'll reschedule that for a later day. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna, what are we gonna talk about today? I went live on Instagram. I got some fun topic ideas from you guys. And I decided to uh, ask for some help from my producers and from the tech crew. And so we are going to have fun. We're gonna have fun conversation with Allie and friends. And if you like the format of this, if you like this kind of episode, you can let me know and we'll do some more in the future. So let's let's start, though, with a little bit of politics. I know that you guys are kind of tired of this, but I promise it's going to be fun. We're not going to get too, too in the weeds and too serious about all of this. But just so we can comment on some things that happened yesterday, Biden gave this big speech at this big rally. And per usual, he said some crazy things. So let me play you a very funny clip from yesterday, and then we'll we'll give you our reaction to it. Attorney General of the state of Delaware. And what he used to do is go down on the east side, the what called the bucket, highest crime rate in the country. There's a place where I used to, I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down in that area, on the east side. And you know where the, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is and the best basketball in the city is. <laughs> LOL. Have you guys ever seen, are y'all fans of Parks and Rec? Any of you? Okay, do you know that episode where Leslie is holding a town hall and there is this like old woman and she raised her hand to say that she does not want a basketball court built in her area because there she kept on saying there's a certain kind of person who likes to play basketball and she keeps on getting closer and closer to saying what she really means yeah. and obviously what she means and what Joe Biden means is a black person. Is that what he's saying? He's saying that there was a high concentration of black people? That's and what, I mean, that seems to be that seems to be what he's saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this kind of like, let's get you to bed, Un Uncle Joe. That's the kind of thing that you kind of expect that your grandpa to start saying when like he's a weird uncle. to start going to go. Yeah, like a weird uncle. And he just gets away with saying stuff like this. He said a bunch of stuff like this. Like in the election, just like implying weird things about black people. Remember that story that he told about like being in a pool and like the kids would come up to him and like play with his leg hair? Yeah, just something super weird to mention. Like of all the things you could choose to say at that moment. Like, of why all that? the things. That's what I think. Like of all the things that you could choose to say, Joe Biden, in this moment, you chose this. Something about like his leg hair shining in the sun. Blonde in the sunshine, in the sunshine, and then the kids were fascinated by that or something. Yeah, really freaking weird. Okay, like honest talk. Do you think? Do y'all really think? I know people say a lot, like, "Oh, Joe Biden has dementia," which I don't like making light of, you know, actual dementia or Alzheimer's. But do you really think that he has some kind of diagnosis of like cognitive decline? I feel like I can't. I can't help but say yes. Right? Like I. I was telling someone the other day that it's hard for me to even watch clips of him because I feel, so I feel bad for him. Yeah. I'm sort of like, let's, I mean, we know what he's done in his history politically. doesn't make me feel bad in that way, but I am sort of like, let the man rest, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like he just needs to go take a nap. Yeah. Let someone else do the job, you know? I feel like 
Jill manhandles him a lot. Yeah. Like there was this video the other day where he was supposed to get on a plane and he was answering questions to reporters, which I don't think he is allowed to do without a chaperone. And Jill like grabbed him by the shoulders and was like, let's go back into the plane. That's yeah, I weird. Think she's kind of the cognizant one. And so maybe the deep state is kind of relying on her. Okay, to y'all got to talk into the microphone. Thank well, you, you got to talk okay. into the microphone. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, keep going. I think she's kind of like the wrangler because she's the one who's actually mentally there. Yeah. I wonder why, why, if you believe in the deep state or whatever, which I don't think it's even controversial to say that like one exists, like why would they pick joe biden is it because he was the most palatable and like the easiest for moderates to vote for i wonder i feel like i don't know bernie sanders was just a little too bombastic and not able to be controlled i think there were some secret back deal like back uh you know behind the scenes things going on during the election because they couldn't have picked him because they thought that he was going to be a strong leader so there has to be another more nefarious reason i feel yeah i think he probably is the only one who, like, basically were, like, individually, none of these other 30 million candidates are going to be able to defeat Trump. We need to get them out of there so there's no distracting people from the true purpose, which is defeating Trump. And so Joe Biden was just their sort of, um, I don't know, vanilla-flavored, boring dude who wasn't Trump. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like, they could get women, and, like, Christian women especially, to feel bad for him. Like, you said the like, Bree, you said you feel bad for him. I think a lot of people felt bad for him. And then, like, that one debate between Trump and Biden, where Trump just kept on interrupting him, I think a lot of women were like, oh, like, poor Uncle Joe, like, poor Grandpa, don't interrupt my Grandpa. And I think a lot of people just felt like, okay, he's, he would never, like, hurt anyone, and Trump is just, like, so mean. I feel like that's what went down. But he did threaten gun owners with, um, like, fighter jets yesterday. Right? So let's play that clip. They're not unlimited. Right now you can't go out and buy an automatic weapon. You can't go out and buy a cannon. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think I'm about the rationale joking. we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. What? Shooting at these guys? They're just the random people that are standing behind him? I don't know. That kind of scares me. I mean, that's some pretty serious demagoguery right there. Like, oh, what? Like, how is your gun a match for our f-15 i don't know that's kind of freaky eric swalwell said the same thing the other day or i mean the other day you know like a year ago (laughs) yeah what do y'all think when i first saw this this morning i was sort of like i saw other people saying this as well like how can this exist simultaneously with the with the ideology that on january 6th um just a couple people walking in we're gonna overthrow democracy you know yeah People who were unarmed, that was an insurrection, but people who are armed apparently aren't a match for the government. I also saw people say, well, you know, basically barbarians took over Afghanistan and they didn't have the same equipment that America did. And America just like completely fled. (laughs) Yeah, they Yeah, they do now. They do now. Oh, man. Joe Biden. Okay, so let's get past politics. But first, like, what do y'all think about the midterms, just in your own opinion, because I've seen some people say that Republicans are losing momentum and that Democrats have picked up momentum because a lot of the lies that they're spreading after Dobbs that, oh, my gosh, we need, you know, we need Roe v. Wade so that women can get miscarriage care. Total propaganda. We've talked about that several times. But I don't know. I also feel like a lack of energy behind Republicans, as bad as Democrats are. I don't know if it's overexhaustion with politics and like with the news. and I'm just not paying attention as much. But it just seems like, okay, yeah, you're voting for Republicans to vote against Democrats. But are Democrats really showing like the energy and the resolve that Republicans want them to? I don't know. They just seem kind of bleh. And I could see why some people just would not be motivated to go out and vote at all. Um, 
I'm worried. I don't know if worried is the right word, but I don't think that the red wave is going to be as big as some people are predict or have predicted in the past. I think, I think in the past couple of weeks, the political message has started to ramp up. Like I was just saying like earlier um, before we were recording that like the political season has started and it's going to get faster and faster. And so yeah. I think like Democrats basically like they're starting now, like whereas Republicans have been ahead, you know, all summer or whatever. And then now Democrats are starting their push to say, everybody get mad, go vote. Yeah. There's going to be some kind of September surprise. There always is some like big thing that makes people say, oh, my gosh, I have to vote Republican in order, you know, or I have to vote Democrat. Sorry. People will say in order to like not be racist or in order to not be a misogynist or in order to like save the country, save democracy. Of course, it's all hogwash. It's all emotional manipulation. Also, I know that you're off camera but have you noticed at uh, those who can't hear or see but something that i've noticed is that like a lot of my friends or a lot of the like christian women that i follow and this brie you can answer this too like they um stop talking about politics at all like after biden won the election and before they were basically like activists they were constantly talking about how terrible trump was how you have to vote democrat in order to be empathetic care about poor people the immigrant and like black people and then they haven't paid attention to politics at all or talked about it at all since biden took office i feel like those people are all of a sudden going to pretend like they're experts again and like they're super involved in politics and that just really bothers me i don't know what do y'all think yeah. Yeah. So you can't hear that. So she was saying how it's just been like, Brie, have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say that I like I have been in a ministry position before. And during these <laughs> during both elections, actually, the past two elections and um I, I I have absolutely noticed that that during especially the last one just seeing people, Christian women talking about how hateful and evil Trump is and how important it is to get involved in politics. And, um, and, the, and now I'm not seeing any of that. Yeah. Um, I, it'll ramp back up, I think in the next couple of months, which will be super annoying. I feel like they're just outrage and compassion is just dictated by what is trending on social media. They have like a meme level understanding of politics. And then they use that meme level understanding to like, bash people on the other side of the aisle so mm -hmm. looking forward to that all right first sponsor of the day and that is adele natural cosmetics i absolutely love this company i use their products every day i use their foundation i use their blush i use their lipstick i use their entire face regimen. I just love this company and I love what they stand for. They're a family run, holistic, handcrafted, toxin-free cosmetic company. All of their products are made in the USA. The company started a few years ago when the owner of the company Arlene, she experienced her own health crisis and she wanted to make sure that all of the ingredients that uh, were in the products that she was putting on her body were actually natural. And so she started making her own stuff. And I love it. It works really well. And I just love feeling good about what I am putting on my body. And honestly, I feel like my skin looks better than ever because of their facial cleanser and their moisturizer. So I just can't speak more highly about this company. Pro-life Christians, you can feel really good about supporting them. So go to AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. You can use promo code Allie for a discount. That's AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com for 25% off your first order. AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. All right, let's move out of politics. Let's talk about some other questions that we talked about before we started recording. Or uh, let's talk about some... Um, let's talk about some of the things that were sent to me on Instagram. So let's talk because a lot of people brought this up about airport no-nos and my airport rules. Are you three over there? Are you aware of my airport rules? My airport attire? Kayla I'm says aware. no. Brie, are you Vaguely. aware? 
Vaguely. Oh, yeah. Okay, so y'all can tell me if you agree with this because they're kind of controversial. And some people get legitimately, legitimately upset about this, even though I'm I'm half joking. Even though this, <laughs> I mean, this really is my kind of uniform for travel. I don't actually judge people unless you take off your shoes on the airplane. I judge you. Yeah. But I don't actually judge people for not wearing this. It's just kind of become funny. So my airport attire that I think that everyone should wear, and I have very practical reasons for this, I think that you should wear um, like comfortable pants, but not sweatpants, maybe leggings if it's like a super long flight, but you could have nicer leggings versus non-nice leggings. I prefer, like I think Carly Jean Los Angeles, they've got like some stretchy jeans. There are some like nice pants that are, they have like an elastic waistband, but they're still not sweatpants. So you got comfortable pants going on, but like tailored, not sweatpants and then on top I would wear like either a short sleeve or a tank top and a sweater so layers is important because it can be hot it can also be cold then I would say this is the most important most important and I get a lot of flack for this no open toe shoes when you are traveling (laughs) now I have a couple reasons for that one reason is unless you have TSA pre-check you have to take off your shoes when you go through security which by the way TSA pre-check is awesome and totally worth it I know totally worth it but if you don't have that you're walking through security with your with your shoes off your bare feet disgusting you have no idea what has been there And then also, I just feel like when you're in close quarters with people on the airplane, I don't want to see your toes and I don't want to smell your toes. And also, if it's an emergency or not even emergency, but you're just like you're running somewhere because you have to get your connection. You need to be able to run like good luck doing that in espadrilles or whatever, or like you're even like your flats. And so that's, I mean, closed toe shoes, socks and shoes. That is probably the most important part of my airport attire. Okay, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, socks and shoes for sure. I was, I, I will say the past couple of years I've flown internationally a lot. And yeah. I agree with all of these rules, except I think sweatpants are absolutely acceptable attire. But really, yeah, I do. But I have only on international or any flight. I'll be generous. I'll say any flight. Wow. (laughs) But but on international flights, I've seen people get on the plane in like a normal outfit change for the flight and then change again to get off the flight. To me, that's too much work. But yeah. Sounds like too much work, but. People do it, but that no, does sound like I, too I'm much work, against... and I don't want to change clothes in an airport bathroom. <laughs> Amount of yeah. space. Um, no. Yeah, look, I'm I have no issue with sweatpants. Yeah, closed toe shoes probably my most controversial. Kayla, They're absolutely what's your necessary. I think it depends on the flight. Like sometimes I'll wear jeans, always comfy jeans, never tight. You know, yeah. like firm, like like Levi's that are just like nice jeans to wear out. You don't yeah. wear on the plane, but joggers. Sneakers, joggers. That's a good tank one. Tank top, hoodie, always. Have yeah, to, joggers. I get that's cold, that's a I good get example. Yeah, joggers are great. But yeah, and that's I don't different see, than a sweatpant. It's different, very different. It's it's like a classy sweatpant. But I also don't want to see anyone's feet. Yeah, I agree. People get like really upset with me sometimes. I mean, most people agree with me or they like it. I've gotten a few messages being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so afraid I'm gonna run into you." <laughs> <laughs> at the airport I'm like what do you think I'm gonna do report you to someone um, but I, I fly a lot and I have flown many times and I have just realized that this is like the most this is the most comfortable and the most practical way to fly like when people get on the airplane and they've got like skirts on or they've got shorts on I mean I kind of have like a hot take about like guys in shorts anyway I feel like if you are over the age of like 15 there are only like a few places where you should be like wearing shorts I don't know Dylan is that a controversial opinion I don't think so maybe among like dads they're like hey I love my cargo shorts um I don't like shorts I get cold I guess I don't know that's one of my traits so I'm always in pants yeah I just feel like shorts are very casual anyway that's maybe another topic for another day um okay here's one for you pet owners over there kayla do you own a cat a dog you own a dog okay 
feelings on people who call their pets their kids. I'm going to let y'all go first. Do y'all call your cats slash dog your like babies? I mean, he is my baby, right? But yeah. he's a dog. He's yeah. just a sweet boy. Do you call yourself mom? No, never. You don't? No, never. Oh, wow. Okay. What about you, Bree, Dylan? No, I've always, I've always had a thing against that. It really bothers me when people call their pets uh, their kids because they're not. What are your cat's names, Bree? Um, they. I was living in France when I got them, so one is named Lumi Lumiere, and the other is named Lafayette. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so. Do you say you say Lafayette? You say Lafayette, come here and get your meow mix. I call her. <laughs> I, I call her Laffy, Lumi and Laffy. Oh my gosh, that's really cute. So you yeah. traveled with your cats from? I did, and let me tell you, I do not recommend. You it, did not what? I do not recommend it. Was yes. Tough. Okay. So you had to have two separate because I have also traveled with the cat, but it was like two hour flight. Yeah. And I remember like I had to take her out in like security and hold her and she was like she's a crazy cat. But and then like she was she was meowing through the whole fight and that was only two hours. How in the world did you do that? They so I was flying from Paris and in Paris they stick your pet in the little x-ray machine. Oh they my just gosh. like they just like roll them through. Okay, well that's kind of um, easier for you. Yeah, not so good for them probably long term. But um, yeah, that was fine. It was a ten hour flight. I feel like at a certain point they just sort of like fall asleep. So do you just let them go to the bathroom in their carrier? They don't. Cats cats normally just kind of hold it. They can hold my it cat for did. 20 my cat pooped. <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry for that. On the two hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, mad at you. yeah, she, she had problems. So, yeah, mental yeah. problems. But no, so, not my, okay, not my um, children. Dylan, you have a cat, and I know yeah. that you love your cat, rightfully it's so. True. Um, so I do. I would say it's more jokingly. Like I'll be like, "That's my baby." Yeah. Or I'll be like, "Come here, new baby." Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I don't, don't think that's weird. Yeah. I don't think that's I weird. I think say, that's normal. I don't call him like my son. Because yeah. <laughs> that's just that doesn't make logical sense. My, this is my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I think that's different. Saying that something is your baby versus like this is my daughter Lafayette or something. Um, yeah, I I think that my only like issue is when people think like I love animals and I think pets are great and I understand people like highly valuing their pets loving their pets taking care of their pets making sacrifices for their pets I don't have anything wrong with that but when people like equate having pets to having kids like there's that office episode are y'all friends of, or friends of are y'all fans of the office do y'all remember that episode where I think it's like Angela and Pam and they're talking to Oscar about like, oh my gosh, like waking up in the middle of the night and stuff like that. And he's like, oh my gosh, I know our dog wakes up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. That kind of stuff is annoying. Yeah. But, and I also like, I do have a theory. This is a little probably offensive, but I do think that the people who are just like obsessed with their pets to the point of them beco- like becoming like their kids and like putting them on the same level, I think that they are trying to satisfy a biological drive to have kids like in their pets. And I think that is probably not the healthiest thing in the world. All right, second sponsor for the day, and that is Public Square. Public Square is a great tool if you are wanting to vote with your dollars. It's an app that is spelled Public SQ. It's available at all of the app stores that you have, whether you have an iPhone or Android. And it allows you to see the companies in your area that align with your values. So whether you're looking for a coffee shop that defied COVID mandates or you're looking for a bank that's not gonna cancel you because of your views, or if you're looking for a different clothing store that doesn't donate money to Planned Parenthood, whatever it is, just download Public SQ, put in your location, and it'll bring up the different kinds of companies that you are looking for. Also, you can list your own America-loving Uh, company for free. So download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play, create an account, begin your search. You can also, as I said, list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. That's Public SQ, Public SQ. 
Um, okay, do y'all believe in aliens? <laughs> you do? Yes. Okay, tell me why. I don't I mean, I don't know. I just I don't there's just so much out there in space like too many weird things occur. There's too many. Okay, like, name me one weird thing that has occurred. I'm not the right. Okay, I'm. This was a yes or no question. I answered yes. I'm. I'm not the backer. If you really, if you want to know more, you should talk to Alex Stein because he's got the real info on the okay. aliens. Okay. Okay. So you believe in aliens so. and have no reason to believe in aliens. <laughs> All right, so. Bree and Dylan, do you believe in aliens? I don't have like a hard yes, but I don't rule it out either. Is what I would say. Yeah. It's like. That's what I'd say. I, I'm an, I say no. I mean, yeah. I just don't know if there's like, I don't know. I'm sure you can have a whole like theological conversation about it. Yeah. I'm not sure that there's like theological reasoning for there right. to be. At the same time, I guess there is not theological reasoning. There can't be. But I don't know. I was well I don't know there might be okay so like human beings are made in God's image and what are aliens like are they because I think the creation story does tell us okay he made human beings he made the beast of the field he made the birds of the air he made the fish of the sea everything that creeps and crawls and so I'm just like where would aliens fall into that I don't think I do I don't think I do although I do think that like the things that we see, the seemingly extraterrestrial things that we see that seems to be like kind of covered up by the government, that seems should be like a bigger deal. Should be. I feel like they've like been letting, they've been like slowly releasing little things like that lately to try to distract us from other things. Otherwise, like, because they've had this information for such a long time and mm. now they're just like, Little like, ooh, yeah, look. Ooh, look at this weird thing. Oh, look at that weird thing. And we're all like, wow, look at that. And really, they're over here doing doing something else. Other stuff. Yeah. Dylan, do you have something I think to they're slow walking it to normalize it. So every, you know, every few years, they put out like, wow, like, what's this video? Like she was saying. And so when they finally do say, yeah, aliens are real, we'll be like, well, we already knew that because we've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah. my I think my thing is like, okay. What if they are? I have a lot of things to worry about on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, I don't really care. I mean, I don't think that they are. I'm with Brie. But, okay. if they I can't do anything about them invading. There's, no there's nothing that I could do about a flying saucer. What? If they'd even want to. If they, Yeah, why would you want to? There's nothing to? really here besides us. Have you checked this place out? Um, I remember I saw, I watched, I wasn't allowed to, but I went to a friend's house and I watched Signs <laughs> in like sixth grade. Did y'all watch that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course it was freaky. So I guess if that's what an alien invasion is, then I don't want that to happen. But there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, if Biden says our government has F-15s and we can't go against them, I mean, who knows what the alien lords have? I just don't know. Um... Okay, speaking of that, is there a conspiracy theory that you guys, that like just one conspiracy theory that you guys secretly are kind of like, oh, maybe that's true. I have one, but I'll let y'all go first. I don't think so. I let me, I need to think about it a little bit more. I think I just believe all of them. I just assume they're all true because you just, you just get, you know, it's like comedy is tragedy plus time. Uh, truth is conspiracy plus time. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, Bree. Um, yeah, I don't know that there that there are any. The thing is, what's a conspiracy theory? Because I feel like I'll hear something, like okay, different different people will say things are different are, are conspiracy theories. Yeah, conspiracy theories used to be like Elvis is alive and he's living in Palm Beach. <laughs> okay, like, that's, that's one. Yeah, like I don't think I believe that. Or or like MJ, Michael Jackson's still alive. Yeah. Or Tupac's still alive. Or like, those... like Kennedy was killed by yeah. the FBI. Yeah. Like nowadays, conspiracy theories are like, you know, um, Biden colluded with Ukraine or whatever. Well, yeah. And like, those that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just like news. Yeah. Right. right. But I'm thinking of like, oh, we didn't really land on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I think we probably, I'm pretty sure we did. I'm like 99% I don't know. sure. Why haven't we been back? Because it's too hard. Is it? <laughs> They're going to Mars. Why do like we need to go back? I don't, I, pff, there's other places in space to go to. I don't know why we need to go back to the moon. 
I mean, why do we need to go to space? My husband and I don't understand the fascination with space there's anyway. That. Like, there's a great big world out there. Why do you need to go into space? Here's my conspiracy theory, and I'll just drop this and let y'all discuss what you think. This is this is a theory, okay? I'm just gonna say this: dinosaurs never existed. Thoughts? Discuss. Well, I saw a picture. I think Elijah Schaefer tweeted this out, and maybe you've seen this too. No, it was it was a picture of like a dinosaur skeleton, and it was a meme, and it was like the skeleton, you know, like how scientists would draw it, what it actually looked like, and it was like if you you could superimpose like a dinosaur skeleton on like a chicken. And so he was pointing out, I think he was pointing out, like, you know, like, you know, the scientists are pretty sure that's what they looked like, but we don't have, like, a photo of one, you know? Yeah, okay, see, that's a perfect example of, like, what I'm talking about, that, okay, so you've got these bones, you've got these fossils, supposedly, and they supposedly date back millions of years, and then I think it's a bunch of nerds constructing this fantasy world that they think is awesome. Like, how do you know what the, like, skin of a pterodactyl looked like? How do you know what it sounded like? Like, how do you know those things, really, and, like, the different color patterns and all of that? How are you picking that up from bones now some people i don't think i would go so far as to say this but some people say it's a grand conspiracy against like young earth creationism which says that the earth is like six thousand years old and you know obviously god created it that they tried to like use that as no the earth is like billions of years old and like we've evolved over time yada yada i don't know about all that but if i were to pick like a a theory i'm like i could see dinosaurs not being real i don't know and I don't know about the moon. I mean, I used to say, oh, yeah, for sure. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's some credence to that. What about flat Earth? Anyone? No. <laughs> Me neither. The thing yeah. with the moon, where my dial has moved, I used to be like, oh, we totally went. Science Scientists, they totally did it. Um, and so now it's not so much that I've seen evidence that we didn't go. I'm just like, now I don't trust the government to tell me the truth. And I wouldn't put them past it to fake it. But yeah. I don't necessarily believe, hard, you know, that doesn't mean that I believe that they did. I just don't, wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily know either way. I kind of think we did, though, but I don't know. You know, you never know. You never, that's the thing, is that you never know. Okay, what about that one conspiracy theory? It's called the Mandela Effect. Oh, yeah. And I just learned about this, like, a year ago. That, that, that stuff's crazy. Yeah, how some people, if you don't know, you probably do, but like some people claim there's like an alternate universe. Like one example is Nelson Mandela. Like some people say that they remember him dying like in the 80s or 90s and they like remember his funeral, but he didn't die until I don't know when it was, like a few years ago or something like that. But there is like a group of people who swear that they remember that. And then also the Berenstein Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. Mm-hmm. It is Berenstain. Also, like uh, a lot of people remember it being uh, Jiffy when it's always been Jif, right? Like the yeah. the peanut butter Jif yeah. Jiffy. I feel like most of them have been, you know, at least mostly proven. But then there's some situations where I've seen people, and anyone can doctor a photo on a video. It's very easy. But where even the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain Bears that they have a book, like a physical book that is the opposite spelling of what it should be. And it's mm. just interesting that yeah. these things do exist. It's like, is it real? Is it Photoshop? We'll never know. We'll never know. Um, okay, a little more serious question. Curious what y'all think about this. Nowadays, do you think that going to college is worth it, even if you have to go into $100,000 worth of debt? Only if you're going to be like an engineer or a doctor, you know, something in something in the sciences of that sort. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I think almost everything else you can probably self-teach or find a mentor. Um, but I'm not that old, so I don't want to necessarily like say that as a universal truth. Did you go to college, Dylan? Yeah. You did? Oh, yeah. I loved it so much. I spent an extra year. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like it benefits you in this job or do you think that you could do this job without having gone to college? I could do this job without having gone to, go- gone to college. Yeah. Having the degree helped me get the interview. Like it helped me stand out among applications. So like there's that. Um, but at the same time, I feel like having someone say, you know, four years of experience 
um, with XYZ is just about as valuable as, you know, four years of my degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I work so. with, I work with like, like audio and editing or audio and video editing stuff. And you can learn that on YouTube uh, if you're dedicated enough for free. Yeah. And Bree, you went to University of Southern California, right? Yeah. And what was, first of all, like, what was that like? Obviously, you're a Christian. I can't imagine that that's like a super friendly world to your beliefs. You know, it actually, what I guess in general, no, but there's, it's a huge school. So yeah. it's easy to find community within that. Um, that was never an issue for me at all. That's good. I did projects related to my faith. That was not an issue. The issue was always political, always. Oh. Um, and now it's even worse. So I'm, I'm like, after going to one of the most expensive schools in the country, um, I'm a firm believer that most of those people did not need to go to college at all. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing people in, in degrees that they really don't need spending you know, what, $200,000 on that degree. It's just such a waste of money, such a waste of loans. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm like, I studied it in a creative field. The connections are great because you go to college, but. What was your major? I was a cinematic arts and public relations. Okay. So you're still kind of using that. Yeah. I'm thankful for my degree. I loved, I loved going to USC and I love yeah. USC, but um but my views have changed on on college. college a lot and yeah we actually had a class that was in production and some they brought someone in who was working on a film and she, I think she was a production designer and she said I didn't go to college I literally graduated high school moved to LA and started working and now she was like head production designer on a major film that had just come out and all of yeah. us were sitting there like oh why are we here okay <laughs> yeah yeah like, she's I like our age so for the people that don't know brie is a new addition to our team as the producer and like when i looked at her resume i mean i noted that she went to college but i didn't that i wouldn't have mattered we were really looking for experience and so the degree didn't really matter I do I agree with Dylan like I think it depends on what you're doing obviously I would like you to have some training and some um, schooling if you're like a doctor or something like that but I do think like credentialism is causing people to go into debt that they don't need to but that also starts with like employers if you're kind of like arbitrarily requiring a four-year degree for something for a job that could be done you know by someone with just like a few years of experience rather than just like ran randomly you know majoring in something that is like yeah like not correlated then i i think that it kind of starts with the economy being like accommodating to people who went to trade school went to community college went to junior college didn't go to school started working after school like what i care about is experience expertise good attitude um being like a hard worker, quick learner, things like that. I, I also, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful for my degree. Like I'm thankful that I went to college just because of like my own personal experience at college. There were good things about it. There were bad things about it. But when I'm thinking about my kids and especially how college could be in however many years, I just, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily want them to. It depends on what they're going to do. It depends on what their life looks like. It depends on what their skills and interests are. But it, especially right now, like, do I want somewhere that is not going to teach them anything, that is going to be hostile? And not all colleges are created equal. So I think it just really depends. And also, if you do go to college, or even if you don't, people ask me all the time, how do I stay true to my faith? Or how do I stay true to my values? in college if I go to a campus that that is hostile I always say and Brie touched on this too to find community as soon as possible find a bible study find a campus ministry find a conservative organization if that's you know what you're looking for find other people that are going to keep you sane that are going to hold you accountable because when you have that crazy professor or when you have friends that are pushing back on you because of your beliefs or classmates you need to be able to go to people and say okay i'm not the crazy one right like 
I'm sane. We're in this together. That can make a world of difference. Um, So make sure that you are rooted in community. Find a local church. One of the best things, one of the things I'm so thankful for when I went to college is I went to a couple different churches. I wish I would have just stayed at one, but I did find a church that I ended up going to consistently. And also I was friends with a lot of local families. I grew up in Texas. I went to school in South Carolina. I didn't know anyone at school. My The people that I first became friends with there were not Christians. That was tough. But I became friends with through my church with Christian families in the community that helped mentor me, that helped counsel me, that really kind of took me in and befriended me, that made a huge difference. And so ask the Lord to help you like make those kinds of connections um, because that's a, that, that's a total game changer and difference maker if you're going off to college. I do think around that time of your life, like independence from your parents, Um, at least like physical independence from your parents, even if you're still like calling them every day for emotional, you know, and relationship guidance, like physical and even financial independence from your parents at some point in that time period of your life can be really beneficial, I think, for spiritual and emotional growth. It absolutely was for me. All right, let me tell you about healthy cell. There are a lot of people, millions of Americans that take multivitamins. And what they don't know about the multivitamins that they've been taking is that their body is probably not properly absorbing them because those traditional pills and tablets actually have uh, different kinds of fillers, different kinds of ingredients in them that can irritate the lining of your esophagus and it can irritate your stomach and make it really impossible for your body to actually absorb the nutrients that you want. Not only is that not good for your body, but it's also a waste of money. So that is why Healthy Cell uses uh, this microgel technology. It's a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption. I've taken, you know, prenatal vitamins and one that I was taking, it, you know, I thought that it maybe worked fine, although it's hard to tell, but it was really difficult to swallow. I don't have a hard time taking pills, but this, when you took it, it would like sit in your esophagus. No one wants that. That's why Healthy Cell is so awesome because you can actually ensure that the the nutrients that you're wanting to get from your multivitamin are actually going into your body. So go to healthycell.com slash Allie. That's healthy, C-E-L-L dot com. Use promo code Allie for 20% off your first order, healthycell.com slash Allie. All right, Uh, in keeping with that, we don't have that much time left, but one thing that I posted about on Instagram Um, was who I was in high school and the kind of music that I liked in high school. I dyed my hair black at some point in high school. A lot of people did. A very blonde girl thing to do. And I also, I was like a little emo. A little emo. Definitely like alternative. I loved Third Eye Blind. I loved Death Cab for Cutie. A big fan of the killers. All that kind of like really moody music. That's what I was into and like a part of. And so I'm just curious, what were you guys like in high school? Were you like exactly similar to who you are now? Like what kind of things were you into? Anyone? I would say I'm pretty much the same. I just have a cat now. Okay. Um, yeah. What no, kind of music do you like, Dylan? I like classic rock and... Um, I thought you were going to say classical and I was like, whoa. I, I, <laughs> no. I, so when I was in high school, I was pretty much only listening to classic rock, almost nothing that was like modern. Like, give me some examples. Like, what are some Uh, bands? Like Steely Dan, B-52s, ACDC, Motley Crue. I should have said Motley Crue first. Oh, my gosh. Um, Did you see my tweet? Oh, I I, I slacked y'all. Yeah, I reacted to it. Don't worry. Oh, you Um, did. Well, for people who don't know, who didn't see, I, uh, Tommy Lee, that's the drummer for Motley Crue. Yeah. He he and his wife, who I think is a good couple lifetimes younger than him. Um, they sat and they sat in front of me and I didn't know who it was and they like had their dog and I was like, Oh, they look famous because everyone was stopping and they asked the guy that was sitting in their was seats. Was the dog's name Muttley Crew? No, that's a good idea. Wow, I love that. But I don't think so. I have no idea. I didn't ask. I did pet the dog though. But this guy, they asked this guy to like get up from his seat nicely so that they could sit together. 
And the guy was pissed. He was so mad. He did not want to get up from his seat, even though they were he was a, like moved over to an aisle seat. He was annoyed. He was like annoyed at the flight attendant. And then he saw that it was Tommy Lee. And he totally changed his tune. I was like, oh, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. I was like, oh, my gosh, how we react to like celebrity is so stupid. So dumb. Um, but anyway, and then I started like reading on Wikipedia about him as a person. Very interesting. Very interesting. I don't think I know a single song by Motley Crue. Um, Kickstart My Heart is the big one. Can you sing it? Yes. Go for it. <laughs> oh, will I sing it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I thought that you would for us. Um, okay. So basically the same, like yeah. the same music. You just but have now, a cat so now. I did classic rock until like only Speaking just a few years microphone. ago. Speaking to the microphone. Until only just a few years ago. Um I started listening to more modern music like um, like Outrun and lo-fi hip-hop, which are like electronic. Some people, they're like electronic type of musics, but they're okay. more modern. I gotcha. Okay, Brie. Who was Brie in high school? I don't think this will surprise you, but I was pretty basic in high school. Oh, because you're a Swifty. Yeah, because I'm a Swifty. And I was about to say, um, I listened to Taylor Swift then, and I listen to Taylor Swift now. She yeah. just said that she was releasing a new album in a couple months, and I got really excited. Yeah. So not much has changed there, but I was a drama kid. Oh, you were. I was deep into the, tr- I was deep in the trenches in the drama department. So what does deep in the trenches mean? I was I- like all in. All my friends were in drama. I went to a really big high school, so yeah. it wasn't really like, there weren't a lot of cliques, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I did all the plays, all the musicals. So, like, you were in you were in the cast. Yeah, I was in the cast of things. I did acting festivals. I did it all. That was my thing. What was your favorite school. character that you played? Uh, I pl- I forget what the play was called, but I, I played a stage mom one time. Oh, okay. I really loved. I really loved like doing big characters. Yeah. And I did improv. I don't do any of that now, really. You know, I used to do theater, too. I didn't know that. In, like, middle school, I did it, like, it was not, it was not in school. I did, like, a whole, like, theater thing. I was in Into the Woods. I I was, was too. I was, you were? What were you? What was was, your character? I was Jack's mother. Oh, that's, I feel like that's kind of a big role. Yeah. So you can sing. Um. I I wouldn't say it's my greatest gift, but I can't. I but can, you can't. Can yes, I was um, one of the stepsisters. Oh yeah. No, we were terrible. We were. I mean, I like I. Well, it was not we. The people who were cast as those roles were not good at singing. So that was unfortunate. I mean, middle school, but I do. I also love acting, and I love like the the character characters. Yeah. Like the big characters so that's Mm -hmm. fun didn't know that about you so are you still a fan of like musicals do you like to listen to like hamilton and things like that i never got super into hamilton wow i know a lot of my friends got mad at me for that but yeah i'm I'm sure i'd like it if i i'm i don't know no it's good my husband and i loved it we don't really listen to it anymore we were super into it for a little bit and we like went to the show but yeah Okay, yeah. theater kid. I see it. I see it. Kayla, what were you like in high school? Um, I was very, I'm, I would say pretty similar, uh, just a lot quieter. I've always been very shy, and I went to a pretty small high school that I did not go to the middle school of my high school, and it was an art school. So um, oh. very quiet, uh, did my film, enjoyed staying in my little pod. We were a bunch of weirdos. They all watched anime. I never got into anime. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so even earlier, Dylan was talking to me about anime. I'm like, Dylan, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, very much hardcore kid, or at least what I thought hardcore meant. What kind of music did you listen like, to? Like Taking Back Sunday, Hawthorne Heights, like similar oh, to yeah. you, like yes. Good Charlotte. That uh, was a little too hardcore for me. I, I feel like I was, was like... It was a little hardcore. It was a little... I was a little like lighter than that. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted to like like Hawthorne Heights, but it was just a little too hard. I was yeah. still like dashboard confessional <laughs> right. kind of You're stuff. just like sadness hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not angry. Okay. Have y'all seen that documentary... It's on Netflix of the like 1999 Woodstock. No. Okay, so it had a lot of those like hardcore kind of things, but also had like Kid Rock and and stuff. 
really interesting documentary that shows just how like human beings can devolve into like evil and selfishness and chaos and like disgustingness. It's really interesting. I think it's called Woodstock. They like tried to redo the Woodstock of the 60s and it ended up being like a total disaster. It's almost like Fire Festival kind of deal. Yeah. So anyway, if anyone is looking for something to watch. All right. I think that's all we have time for. Do you guys have any other um, comments, random thoughts, things that you're thinking of to share with the audience? Why are you putting us on the spot like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, I guess not. Rate us five stars. Do you have a question for Alex? Me? Yeah. No. Oh. I okay. Have a, I have a quick question. Okay. We we said we didn't have time for this, but I'm curious what you what is the worst and best fast food? Oh, the worst and best fast food. The worst has got to be like Burger King, probably. Oh my gosh! Sorry, there was a gasp over there. If you didn't hear that, <laughs> really. I didn't know people still ate at Burger King. I, I would mean, say best fast food is Chick-fil-A. Chick but also Zaxby's and Cane's tops. I'm not like a Burger King fanatic, but I will, I like will have are. a Whopper Jr. I mean, as far as like burgers, at least it's fake fire grilled. There's fire involved. So you think that Burger King is better than Wendy's or Whataburger? Well, I'm not from Texas, so I'm not like a Whataburger Oh, girl. yeah, I it's forgot. It's good. It's good, but... Okay. I, I, I'm talking about it like I eat a lot of fast food. I, I don't. I you do eat, eat Burger a lot of, King every day. Every day. And then Chick-fil-A for breakfast. Yeah. Hey, Chick-fil-A is good. Okay. Dylan, did you have anything to say? I feel like you probably eat fast food. Oh, no. Thanks. You eat a lot of Subway. <laughs> I do eat a lot of Subway. No, yeah. I, Sonic is probably my favorite in the sense that, like, it's where I go the most often. But they also have a really good app, like, that oh, you can I get, used to. I used to yeah. like Sonic, too. I haven't been there in a long time. What's weird though is I don't like their ice cream that much. Hmm. I don't like their I like their like burgers and chicken. Not so much of a fan of their milkshakes and ice cream, which I feel is like ironic, but whatever. Yeah, free. Um, yeah, I thought about this a lot because I was living in France and we didn't. They don't have like any American fast food places. And what I miss most was Popeyes. Popeyes. I love Brie, Popeyes. that is I've interesting. Never been, I've never been to a nice Popeyes, like where the staff there are nice or timely or like good at their jobs, but it's part of the charm. Yeah, that's part of the charm. It's part of the American When charm. I lived in South Carolina, I loved we would get we would go to Bojangles and get Bowberry biscuits. I can't even imagine all the seed oils that are in bowberry biscuits. They're, I mean, they're like these blueberry biscuits and they just drizzle tons of icing on the top of them. And so it's as good as it sounds. Um, I think, yeah, I would say Chick-fil-A, probably the best. In-N-Out, also pretty good. Like I could go, I might go to In-N-Out right now. That sounds really good. All right, um, that's all we have time for. And then we've got one more segment after this ad. Okay, last sponsor for the day, and that is Birch Gold. I don't have to tell y'all, inflation is real. I was just talking to one of you the other day that you're saying that your husband has a stable job. Traditionally, he's been able to, this job has been able to provide very well for your family. You've been able to get the things that you need. But now that income, even with the same number of expenses that you had previously, the same kind of bills um, that you had previously, you are struggling to make ends meet because the cost of everything is higher. You go to the grocery store, you can't believe how much meat costs, for example. Well, you need to make sure that your savings are secure. And that is why Birch Gold exists. It is critical to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into silver and gold. Text Allie to 989-898. You'll get a free info kit to learn more about this, how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. Go to text Allie to 989-898 for that free info kit. That's Allie to 989-898. Now, as promised, finally, I am going to listen to some of your voicemails, some of your mom moments, different pieces of advice that you might have, some tips, some funny, heartwarming stories. So we're going to play a few of those now. Let's go ahead and roll the first one. 
Hi, Allie. My name is Sam, and I'm just going to share a mom moment. Um, we were staying at a cabin with some family a couple weeks ago, and my four-year-old daughter was watching a daddy long legs crawl across the deck. And she just stopped and said, Mom, there has to be more long legs, because if there's only daddy, there won't be any more long legs. And it just yes. made me smile, because it just was just evidence that God's order is just written on her heart. And yes. also that... It only takes the logic of a four-year-old to realize that there's not much future hope for a species if there's only daddy. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for all you do. I really appreciate your show. Bye. Brilliant. She is a brilliant child. Not only does she understand basic biology and reproduction as a four-year-old, she also has deductive reasoning, very good logical reasoning skills. You should be very proud of that. Every time my toddler distinguishes between a woman or a man without ever having to uh, see that pointed out or even really learn that, I'm like, wow, you are smarter than our newest Supreme Court justice. And we have a lot of toddler geniuses around here, apparently. So that's awesome. All right, next next voicemail. Hi, Ali. I was a single mom 10 years ago with an unplanned pregnancy. I'm still a single mom. And I just want to encourage any single moms right now, women who are scared, who have an unplanned pregnancy, to go to the church and ask for help. The church was really supportive of me, pregnancy resource centers, and people in the church who told me things like, you're going to be a great mom. Mm -hmm. So if you are afraid right now and you have an unplanned pregnancy and you're looking at the world post-row and you're thinking like, does anyone care about the suffering that I'm enduring? Jesus cares and his church cares. And there are people who will help you and support you and love on you. And I'm praying for you. God mm -hmm. bless. Uh, well, God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing that story. So often we hear only negative stories about the church. And of course, there are true negative stories that come out of the church and people who profess to be Christians not living or acting in a way that is Christ-like. But the church for thousands of years has been at its best a refuge for the most vulnerable. So just praise God that the Holy Spirit worked through the body of Christ in your life to help you and your child. And you're absolutely right. The church, there are so many Christians who are ready and waiting to help mothers who are pregnant, to help the mothers and fathers who are in need of resources, in need of encouragement, in need of spiritual edification. So absolutely go to your church. I loved that mom moment. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right, next one. Hi, this is Holly. Just wanted to share a mom hack I've recently discovered. If you are out in public with your little kids and have to use a public restroom that has automatic flushing toilets, mm. keep a little pack of sticky notes in your diaper bag to cover the motion sensor on the automatic flusher so it doesn't terrify your children. Oh, that is such a handy little tip. And so if you have young kids, like, first of all, you know how stressful it can be to try to take them to like a public bathroom, stay, I don't know, on a road trip. And then if they have those automatic flushers, it can just disrupt everything. That's a great tip. Thank you. All right. Do we have another one? Hi, my name is Anna, and I have a three-year-old little boy and a six-month-old baby girl. Something I've really tried to do, although not perfectly, is share the gospel and read the word of God to my babies over and over again. And honestly, sometimes, especially now with the toddler running around, I think, are they even hearing me? And is this making a difference? Recently, I was listening to worship music and singing along when a line came on that said, I won't bow to idols. My little three-year-old boy looked at me with the most stern, serious face and said, no, mommy, we only worship God. Aww. It was so cute, but also that was a moment that made me realize that they really can hear and absorb truth, even from a super young age. So I just want to encourage any moms in the midst of the chaos of toddlerhood and babyhood to keep preaching the gospel to your babies. God is faithful to use his word to grow them in truth, even when they're little. Thank you, Allie Beth, for always encouraging me and speaking truth. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. The Word of God does not return 
void. So even if it seems like your children, your babies, maybe your babies can't even talk yet. Maybe it seems like it doesn't matter when you pray over them or when you listen to worship music around them or when you play that Bible podcast around them or you read them the word of God or you're trying to catechize them. You might think that it's not sticking because they can't verbalize or they can't repeat uh, what you have taught them. But One, you're being obedient to God by stewarding your children in that way and trying to glorify him by teaching your children. Uh, But also, you don't know what seeds are being planted. The what you are sowing might not be reaped or might not show up, might not blossom until years later. But I promise you it is having an impact. Greatest gift that you can give your kids, greatest gift that my parents gave me was teaching me about the Bible and ensuring I had a Christian education, not just in school, but also in church. I mean, it's just completely unquantifiable, the impact and the positive role that that has played in my life, in my career, in my ability to parent. And so I'm just so thankful uh, for that. And good for you. Good for you for continuing to teach your kids the truth of Christianity. All right. I think that we have one more. So I have three children, two boys and a girl. Oh, I recognize this voice. Ten and seven years older than their sister. Hmm. One day, I heard my three-year-old daughter and her ten-year-old brother playing in the game room, and my son was very into Robin Hood at the time and loved using um, a British accent. I heard him challenge his sister with "On God," to which she replied. I'm Jesus. (laughs) It took me a minute to figure out why she responded that way until I realized she thought he said, I'm God. So I just thought that was really funny. It's one of my favorite stories. That was about 27 years ago. Yes. And you may not know, but that was my mom. That was my mom who called in and left a voicemail. My brother said, on guard. I thought he said, I'm God. So I wanted to be Jesus. It seemed like a good role to play. So thank you, mom, uh, for calling in and telling that story. And thank you all so much for sharing your mom moments. I'm sorry that we couldn't play all of them on the show. We only had time for a few of them, but I really do appreciate every single one of your voicemails and the community that we've built here. I hope that you got some encouragement from all of that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back here tomorrow.